0: Joe Doyle is an entrepreneur, a property investor, and a business coach for tradesmen. Now, one thing I really love about Joe's content is he goes beyond the vanity metrics of revenues and helps his clients maintain profits and wealth creation. Once I started speaking to Joe, I realized he's like every other entrepreneur. You know, he pushes himself to the limits. He's always questioning whether he could get more out of himself. He's constantly tracking, changing, tweaking to get more out of his own performance, and he's constantly searching for that next level. If you're a tradesman of any sort this is the podcast for you or if you're an entrepreneur it's a great great show. So if you like the podcast please subscribe, share, post on to your stories, I'd really appreciate it and if you want leave us a comment as well. So without further ado here he is Mr Joe Doyle the entrepreneur.
1: Welcome to the C. McGee Show where we have real conversations about business, mindset and personal development. Here's your host, Chris
0: McGee. Joe, thank you very much for coming on.
1: Pleasure to be here, my friend. Ho- Hopefully I can be of service to yourself and your listeners today.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you will. I've been on your social media for the last 6 months now. And it's constant value, constant business tips. So I think it's going to be great for anybody who's listening. Um. So you started out as a young tradesman in Dublin, turned entrepreneur. So how did your early experiences in Dublin sort of shape you to be the man you are today?
1: Uh, great, great question there. But but the thing is, like when when somebody asks you, you know, is this good or is this bad? You can't say whether something's good or bad unless you have context to compare it to something else. So. People always say, How would you end up doing what you're doing? And for me, it was just constantly the the, the next logical step at all times, you know. So my my first my first job was like I was an apprentice bricklayer. So obviously the next stage after that is to become qualified. Obviously, the next stage after becoming a bricklayer, well, obvious to me was why am I going into these 30, 40, 50 grand jobs, doing two grand's worth of work and leave and letting someone else come in mm-hmm. and take the money? So I should be a small builder where I can take the, the bigger pie mm-hmm. if I want to a better word and, and get a piece of that. And then if I'm going to be a small builder and I'm doing all the sweating and other people are getting the value added to their properties, why don't I just become the property owner? Yeah. And then I add the value. So it's progression from tradesman to builder, uh, builder to, you know, property investor. Yes. Um, and landlord. Um, and then as I was doing that, I was getting the height of the, the, of the last boom, um, I couldn't figure out value in deals or anything like that, so I kind of said I'll take a step back. Let's look at a business. So I went in and I, and I kind of revamped my existing building company, and we became a specialist in insurance claims, and we've done yeah. literally millions of euros worth of work in that space. Um, and then I came back to visit the the property side of things again. Mm-hmm. And anybody who, who listens to this who's a property investor, they realize that the difficulty is in raising capital all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So. Then I, I moved from just being an investor to an investor and and I I, I started my own bank, and we call it <laughs> Joe's Investment Bank, and it's not really a bank, but basically we've a, we've a mechanism for raising finance, you know. So yeah. we've got all these different things that we've done along the way, and to be honest, for every single one of them, it was the next logical step.
0: Yeah. In, yeah.
1: In my. My, my thinking you know I'm, i want to go out and i want to create a hundred million euro worth of a, a worth of value in my life um, yeah so it's the next things that i can do to get closer
0: yeah to that you know do you know i've heard you say that a few things about a few times about the hundred million million euros but i want to go back to, to, to saying the next logical step because it's something that i always think about you know every time we're at one position i'm like right what's the next step to, for us what's the next baby step for us to get to you know, X amount, first it was fixed figures, then it was whatever, 250 grand. And now we're pushing for a million in revenue. But why do you think people get stuck at a certain stage and they can't take the next logical step or they don't know where to go?
1: That's, it. That's a great question. Um, like the, the next logical step is usually only apparent, after you've figured it out. So we always don't know what the next logical step is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's logical to us. It's logical to us. Like, you know, planet Earth is is on the verge of uh, of, of, of destruction due to mankind. So the next logical step surely is to uh, colonize another planet, you know, yeah. which is what our, our buddy Elon is doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, the thing is it, it will only be seen as the next logical step after it's done. Yeah. So these are the, the situations that we find ourselves in. Uh, yeah. And in, all, in a lot of cases, you don't know how to get to the next step, but you do know it's the, the next logical step. Uh, so for example, uh, with my clients who will be fairly hands-on tradesmen, guys, mm-hmm. um, I can kind of split that down into guys who were, tra- say like small builders that have five, mm-hmm. six, up to 10 men working for them. Um, some of those, most of those guys were tradesmen themselves, mm-hmm. and a small percentage of them weren't. They might have been a labourer, uh, or they might have been better in the office. And what I find is, the guys who do not have the skills to work with their hands, they embrace the business side better. Yeah. Because the guys who are on the the tools, they strangle the growth of the business. Yeah. Um. And the business wants to grow, but they don't. Ha- they don't understand the concept of letting go yeah. and letting someone else yeah. come in there. You know. Yeah. Um, and just yesterday, I just had a conversation with, with with my mentor, and we were just chatting about different things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm always asking myself, there has to be an easier way, you know, like there has
0: to be a better way. Know,
1: yeah. We, we've made a lot of money so far this year, yeah. right? And um, rather than me saying we've made a lot of money this year, I'm like that ah, there has to be an easier way, there has to be a better way. Yeah. And we're just looking at different things. And I'm wondering, am I strangling the growth of my business to go to the next level? Yes. Now. Yeah. Like is, you know, is my skill set so good, which is a very cocky thing to say, but is my skill set so good at this exact level? Yeah. That I'm refusing to let go to move to the next level. So I'm always questioning myself <laughs> as opposed to uh Give myself a pat on the back. Uh, I've, I've worked so hard this year, as I do every year, but this year was my most profitable year, my most productive year so far. And I was looking forward to this month off and, and going to Spain for the month. But yeah. sure, I'm here like 12 days now, 13 days, and I'm like, And you're bored? I need to get back to work. <laughs> I need to get back to work. I'm like, and I'm half in work, half yeah. in work mode, half in family mode, which means I'm not really serving any of them. Yeah. And any better, so I said to uh, Linda yesterday, um, "What I'll do is I'll walk all day and all night on a Thursday, which is a typical Thursday for me, mm-hmm. and I'll do a half day Friday and a half day Saturday, and I think that will tick the boxes to keep yes. me going on the work side, and it should also then allow me to, to to do my duties on the family side of thing as well, you know." Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how you pitch me to your guys, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you. um, like I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that sailed off into the sunset, and I don't believe that I don't class myself as a guy that's that's made it in in, mm-hmm. in that term. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely a guy that's making it, yeah. You know? And I'm I, I feel like that I need to be back home in the trenches with my lads, you know. And my lads yeah. are my clients, and sure, I, I never even meet most of them because they're from all over Ireland and the UK, yeah, yeah. But I just feel I feel more connected with them when I'm at home. <laughs> it's crazy, you know.
0: Yeah, so much, so much of what you said they're resonates with me so well um you know going from being being a a removals man essentially a man with a van and then trying to jump into business owner i mean i'm the first to admit we we sort of run by far you know northern ireland's sort of biggest and best rated removals company but on the flip side of that i wouldn't even consider myself the best removals man on like on the jobs i mean the guys that we've got we've got such a great team and i feel like my work is better spent on the back end and the marketing and thinking about things like that. So just going back to what you said about your skill sets, you know, if, where do you think your, your best skill sets lie and where do you think that you're weak at than the parts that you try and sort of offload the, the other people? Yeah,
1: that's, that's another a good question, man. Geez, you're good at this, aren't you? you asking good <laughs> questions, you know? Um, so like I, I, view where my skill set is not based on my opinion but based on the feedback that people give me all the time. Mm-hmm. So I can sit there and 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 literally like help a guy write a fucking world class business plan, right? And mm-hmm. he's just gonna turn around and say to me, I love your energy. My fucking energy. I've 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 like made millions, lost millions and made millions again and I've I've put that knowledge into that fucking document for you there. And you're telling me you look my energy you know i was like what about the fucking work i'm done i'm like yeah yeah i know that but you know yeah. and you know I, we always joke about that but the thing is um people people of a certain um characteristic like yeah. me and trust me and they admire my energy and the, the characteristic or the upbringing or the, or the background is generally a working class guy that walks with his hands, you know, yeah. and we would class your guys as well. You know, you guys are like manual workers. I don't attract too many people to me from a kind of a, um, a, a, a toward level education master's degree slash, you know, yeah. felon, not fell into this, let's see what said, but walking in it and then like a uh, like
0: academic type multinational people, national
1: yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't really connect yeah. with me. Um, and it's not that I don't want them to connect me, but I just, the, the painter, the plaster, the bricklayer, the van driver, these guys, you know, get me and I kind of get them mm-hmm. more as mm-hmm. well. And, uh, and and that works. And, and I can I can get people to do things, you know, yeah. um, which I think is, is brilliant because like, I'm, I'm getting people to message me the whole time. I'm not getting people, to, people are just messaging me the whole time. I've seen this video you're doing, this month, that month, this year. And that helped me with this. I'm like, brilliant, these are random strangers that I'm helping improve their life. And it's not just their life. It's, you know, if I I do something to help Tony down the road and he makes a few quid, I'm not helping Tony, just Tony. I'm helping Tony, Tony's wife, Tony's kids, and maybe one or two of Tony's extended social circle. You know, it's a ripple effect
0: of what we do. Because he may may have seen something that you've done and said, oh, I've seen this guy, Joe Doyle, talk about... Something is basic, and uh, one thing I really love about your content is that it's it's very basic stuff for maybe m- myself and yourself, but for a lot of people, they don't they don't know how to how to put the basics together. They sort of create a business, and one thing I think it was a few weeks ago, one of your two minute business tips, you said something very very simple, like taking one hour a week just to send invoices and not wait until your your money starts to run low. And um, that that really a lot of people I, I sort of said to a few people about it because i know people really struggle in the trades industry with cash flow with materials and all that sort of stuff i was like look go and follow this guy because it, he's keeping the basics of the basics and that's what everybody needs to hear i think a lot of people putting out content sort of skip the basics and go right on to the big stuff you know how to generate hundreds and thousands of leads and and the, the neglect the back-end basics that actually keep a business running
1: they lose that relatability a lot a lot of times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really what it is. But even there, um, I'm not sure if this was the exact video that, that you, you're saying, but I'd be having guys complaining that they're not getting the invoicing and done, and I can't leave the lads. And I'm like, Look, I'll fucking go down and do this with you, right? <laughs> but yeah. take your van, take your van, drive your van up and face the house that you're working on. They could be carpenters doing roof work or whatever else, or plasters doing the outside face the van so finish work you will have your lunch at half one get back Mm. on the tools from two till half two with the lads to get them going again then say listen lads I have to jump in the van take the van face the lads so they can fucking see you looking at them and do your invoicing for a half an hour there and just do that every day and you'll find that you only need to do it for 10 minutes after the first week and they just let this thing build up in their head and it becomes this big fucking boogie man that yeah. didn't need to, it didn't need to do. Like what would what you say to the guys? Like, you know, um, there's no way in the world you would go and have seven showers on a Sunday, Chris, just yeah. to make up for the fact that you didn't have a shower every day during the week, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So some things need to be done every day. I think Jim Rowan had a saying there, like something that needs to be done daily, but like just think of the practicality of having seven showers on a Sunday because you missed Monday through yeah. Saturday. It just wouldn't happen there's certain things that you need to do in your business every day yeah and they are monitoring your money in monitoring your money out and and uh, especially getting your invoices in check you know
0: yeah definitely it's one of the things i used to struggle with certainly when i was out on the vans every day especially if you're working late you know you're like oh, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow i'll get to it tomorrow and then the next thing you look at your bank account on Friday, you've got wages due you've got other things due and you know you're obviously your wage bill is going to be your biggest of the week um and, and then the next thing you're going, right, I need to get these invoices sent. But the, by the time you send invoices, especially after a job's completed, people can tend to drag their heels, you know, in terms of paying. So okay. it's something that I do every single day. We, have, we use zero, which is fantastic. Calculates everything. I can draw up a real-time profit and loss every week, every month, see what we're doing well, see what we're not doing well. But it, a, it takes me five minutes in the morning. As soon as I get into the office, usually at about 10 or 11 o'clock, First thing I do, send off invoices, and then get st- stuck straight into the other work. Um, and it's so important for your It'd cash. It's the
1: first thing you do in the day.
0: Yeah, and especially yeah, it should, if you're it should if be you're the taking, first thing you do. Yeah, especially if you're taking like credit card payments, where it might take a week to hit your account as well. So that that's where that's where cash flow can really start to slow down.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But it's like the minute a guy realizes this, he'd be like, "Ah, yeah, I see." But you're like, he'll be like he'd be doing all sorts of antics like mm-hmm. before he realizes that you know
0: yeah and one, one of the things that you always say about you know tr- if you're tr- a tradesman don't try to be everything and anything so you always say to try and become a specialist so if there's a, a tradesman listening to this right now can you tell us what that means and why it's beneficial for them
1: so if okay so become a so look I I learned a certain amount of from from running my own building company for 10 years which was great and that's what helped me get on the road so to speak and, and and start to create wealth however I've now got 300 plus clients that I talk to on a regular basis and we're interacting and we've got a system set up where I can basically see how well their business is doing on a daily basis and it's always the guy, if, if anybody ever said, so like the reason I'm saying that is that it, this is even more cementing into my belief that this is how the guys make more money because I see the generalists making a certain amount of money and I see the specialist making a shitload more. Mm-hmm. Same mindset, same work ethic, same crew size. Mm-hmm. If you ever hear somebody saying, um, it's another string to the ball, you know, you want to be able to cast a wider net. Um, you don't want to be putting all your eggs in one basket. There are things that broke people say. Mm-hmm. Rich people don't say that. Successful people do not say that, right? Um, because you you want to be like an inch wide and a mile deep. Mm-hmm. But tradesmen are a mile wide and an inch deep. That they're not really that good. Uh, they're not really world class at anything, but they're quite good at a lot. Mm-hmm. And you just need to go after. It. And what happens is where I learned this initially was I was a, a building. I was a building contractor for two years. Mm -hmm. little bits of work here nothing major like at all not really making any money either and then I decided to and a lot of building contractors do insurance works Mm -hmm. so you know get a leak and all that so I then changed the name of my company from my initials J&D Construction to Mm insuranceworks.ie and I just stopped doing any general work stopped quoting for any general work and just focused on that and we became the number one player in, in Dublin for what we were doing because what was happening was Chris or Mary or whoever they'd ring a builder needing a quote from the insurance mm-hmm. and then they'd ring us and we would go in branded, pull up an insurance works van branded in insurance works clothing give them insurance works paper paperwork, documentation we were more professional than the builder but we were the specialist mm-hmm. and I'm like look you won't catch us building extensions or houses next week, this is all we do mm-hmm. we do nothing more than that and we basically just won every job. I was like getting to the point where I'd kind of feel bad for a builder leaving a house just as I pulled up, you know, the way they'd be looking for um, two or three quotations. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah. that poor guy's in there for an hour and he's not getting this job now. And I'm getting yeah. it. Um, and, and we won 95% probably more of every job that we went after because yeah. we were the specialist. And, you know, if you're a carpenter, it's hard to make money being a carpenter doing laminated Florida one day, doing timber roofs the next day, fitting kitchens mm-hmm. the next day, fitting wards the next day, um, doing, doing shuttering the next day. Yep. You have to become one yep. and you have to be known as mister. I'm sure you're mister house removals, are you? We in are we're, we're,
0: we're, we're mister removals and storage, I should say. It's, honestly, yeah. It's the same yep. thing. It's all we focus on. If, if it comes in, we'll maybe do small office moves. We'll maybe do a little bit of house clearance work, but it's going to be at the same rate as we charge for removals. And that's and the way I speak. The you know when I talk to people who are who are trying to book us and we're, we're doing quotes and whatever. I say, look, you're paying for more than just our service. You're paying for bespoke equipment. You're paying for experience. You're also paying for our advice and consultancy because we're completing anywhere between you know five hundred anywhere between five and eight hundred moves a year or more probably over the last year. So it's it, a lot it just, for play man. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a for them. It just makes them feel a bit more comfortable.
1: Yeah. Oh exactly. And what you're doing is you you are the specialist and when these guys are haggling with you you're saying no. Go and yeah. deal with a generalist. I am a specialist. I am the man. You know and, and I'd strongly encourage all you guys, you know, anyone's listeners become the man in your space. Like, you know, I am the man to help tradesmen and sole traders and anybody who works with their hands make 500 euros profit per day. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. That's what I do. Outside of that, I'm a property investor. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and, and that's the next level for so many of these guys. When you get your 500 a day for 12 months, then you go and buy a property. And yeah. I am a product of my own teachings and my own beliefs because we've built like a 12 million euro company on yeah. the back end of this belief. So if you look at the big bad world of consultancy or coaching or business, there's a trillion different things to do. And if you look at like what I'm doing it's like just a little sliver mm-hmm. and I don't need to do and even on my property investing I'm very specific about what I do there as well but I don't need to do many many different things because nobody can compete with me with what I do yeah because I'm the specialist and yeah. plus on the product of my teachings
0: yeah I, I, we, we we used to be generalists as well Joe I, I really it was it was so difficult at the time because we are trying to do, we we're doing clearance work and then we we're trying to run and do a house move and it just, it was all over the place. We we're making no money. I was overworked. And eventually you just get burnt out as well. Cause you're, you're you're trying to organize different jobs and you know, you've know you got different guys with different skill sets and then see once you zero in on one thing, it's great. And I'm happy to tell people no. And you'd be surprised that many people who say you're too expensive or we're, we're gonna go another direction that actually come back to you or, the amount of phone calls that we've had past, you know, after our jobs happen and say, We well, wish we had to just choose you guys because this guy didn't know how to do this. And w- when you become a specialist, it's easy, it's easy to command your rate because you know you know what you're delivering. And when you have conviction, the way you just had conviction in saying that you were Ireland's number one for guys who want to get their hands dirty, when you have that no, I didn't say of- I
1: was Ireland's number one. I said I was dead number one.
0: The world's number one.
1: I said dead number one. <laughs> i was there, number one so whatever yeah. you want to take it that's yeah. I'm yeah, gonna one i'm
0: not going to restrict myself geographically uh, right so just the conviction that you had in that statement is, is if you can have that kind of conviction in what you're delivering as a specialist you will always win you'll always win the jobs absolutely absolutely and and
1: the other the other crazy thing is and i use this as the example all the time is like if you don't feel well you got a little sore throat or something like that and you go to the doctor it's like 50 60 quid to see the doctor mm-hmm. and he says i think you have a throat infection it looks particularly bad we better refer you to the specialist mm-hmm. and then the specialist sees you probably after a couple of weeks because he's so busy mm-hmm. and he says yeah it's a bad throat infection that'd be 200 quid please mm-hmm. so the doctor was already correct but you weren't going to pay the doctor the additional yeah, 200 yeah. quid so when you referred you to the specialist you were happy to pay the specialist oh thank god it's nothing more serious you know yeah, thank yeah. god it's only what the doctor said you know for, for peace um, of mind this, this is just yeah, exactly. This is it because you know then that when you see the specialist, when you deal with the specialist, nothing is going to get by him. Mm-hmm. Now it's a double-edged sword, and like you fucking better be a specialist. You can't yeah. just tell people you are if you're not, because you will get found out before long, and it'd be quite embarrassing for you, and you wouldn't last in business too long either. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, of course, every everybody has their you know makes mistakes now and that again, and of course, if you're if you have a promise and you don't deliver on it, then of course you, there there are ways to go to go back, but things happen now and again in business, but I always think it's how you deal with those situations actually shows how good you really are because everybody makes mistakes now and again. Um, Absolutely. So I've seen these talks the other day about leveraging people and systems on your Instagram stories. So if you, if somebody's trying to take that next step, you know, become a specialist and they want to start leveraging, what is the first step they would have to take or how would they do that? How would they leverage people and how would they leverage systems for their business?
1: Okay, so you've asked two questions there. Someone's become a specialist or how do they leverage? Which one would we answer first?
0: Wait, which, uh, which or how would they leverage systems and how would they leverage their people?
1: So what, what, I, what I think the first thing to do is like, there's no point in leveraging in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to be going towards becoming a specialist at all times. And we've got this exercise that we do with the guys. It's called a past job analysis because in a lot of instances, you're not really too sure what you should specialize in. So if you've been in business for anything more than 90 days, you will have a backlog of work built up there, you know, of different jobs that you've done. And what you must do is you must go off and do a past job analysis. So you mentioned that you use zero. So zero is very good because that will tell you how much the job costs and how much money you've made. Mm-hmm. The limitation to any accounts package is that I won't tell you the amount of hardship was involved in that particular job, nor will it tell you the exact amount of man-hours it took on that job, except if you are if you have a coinciding with your, with your payroll software. So what we do is we say review, carry out this exercise called a past job analysis, and we do our clients, and it breaks down the job in terms of money in, money out, but then how much effort went into getting that that amount of profit so it's the profit per job per day mm-hmm. so profit per job we all know most people will know what the profit per job is done that job for 50 grand May 10 that's fine how long did it take to do the job oh Jesus well I was on it for 3 months yeah but how long did it take and they don't necessarily know how long they took and then mm-hmm. we divide that 10 grand profit then by the amount of days they were on the job you find that they were probably working for two, 300 quid a day and it wasn't worth the hassle
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas a smaller job that gets done quicker will have a higher profit per day. So, mm-hmm. once you've identified that, that's your specialist trade. Mm-hmm. And you start leaving everything else out. And when you leave everything else out, the question is then, how can I get more by doing less? Mm-hmm. And by positioning yourself as a specialist from the outset, and really what we, when we say positioning ourselves as a specialist, really what we're doing is we're blocking out any other distractions. And that seems alien to a lot of the guys that are like, so I'm going to say no to work. And we're like, yeah, trust me, because your job now is to either do the specialist work or get the specialist work. And -hmm. if it means that you've got generalist work to do and you've no specialist work to do, you must say no to the generalist work and you must go home and you must come up with a plan to generate more generalist, more specialist work. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest head fuck for these guys that they don't understand the concept of saying no to work, to make room for better work. But yeah. once they get it in, it's a, it's a, you know, they're now, they're now, they can now see things happening for them. So that's, that's, you know, picking our specialist. So where do we leverage? So that's a fairly general question. So what exactly would we be talking about in leverage in what particular area Leveraging their own time, leveraging systems? What, What would you be referring to in that, so we can give something specific?
0: So, if a guy, how would they, how would they leverage people better? I know you're talking about, you know, I think you said you weren't the somebody that weren't leveraging people and they weren't leveraging systems enough. So, how would they leverage their own staff better to create more time to work on the business?
1: Okay, so again, silly thing, right? So we're talking tradesmen here, they're working on mucky building sites or whatever else, right? Yeah. What you need to do is you need to go into work one day with a nice pair of shoes on. And not have your work trousers on, but have a pair of jeans and tell the lads you have to go to a meeting and hang mm-hmm. about the job. And rather than you rolling up your sleeves and getting stuck in and doing probably you know the same amount plus 20% work that someone else is doing, rather than you doing that, you now are not in a position to do work. It's very hard to get a guy not to do work if that's mm-hmm. all he's used to doing. But get him to to wear some new clothes and to work that he has to he doesn't want to destroy. And he'll start directing as opposed to doing himself. And he needs to tell, and you know, you're saying my stuff is very simple. I promise you it's very simple, but it's very, very effective. Just stop wearing your walk boots and stop wearing your Snickers gear to walk. Tell the lads you've been meeting later on that day mm-hmm. and direct them around and jump back in your van and point your fucking van at the lads while they're walking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now say, okay, you know, measure how much, how much time does it take to do this job when I'm on the tools? How much time is it taking to do now? What is the difference? So it's, you know, the job is taken three days to do now versus two. Okay, so what is the difference? You're paying these boys for three days versus two, but you freed yourself up. So what have you managed to do with that free time? You know, so what's the biggest bottleneck in your, in your business? Is it, you know, you're not getting paid? Is it you're not mm-hmm. winning enough jobs? Is it that the work's not profitable? I would say the biggest bottleneck for many people in their business is clarity. They don't know where the fuck they stand whatsoever with mm-hmm. money in, money out, or anything like that. And, you know, a big eye-opener for a lot of my guys is when we do some of the exercise that we do at the start, they will complain to say, fuck, I didn't realize I was losing money here and here and here. And I'm like, listen, this is great. Not great that you're losing money, but it's now great that you have clarity yeah. on the position of your business. So when we have clarity on something, that, yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, an example I use is, you know, the old, the old Garmin sat-navs or the TomTom sat-navs. When you get into the, the car, and you punch in the address. I'm sure it's still the same with the Google Maps. Like, the minute you turn that sat-nav on, it doesn't tell you where to go because it's calculating. But it's not calculating where you want to go because it knows that destination straight away. It's calculating where you are today because it can't tell you how long it's going to take you to get to a certain spot until it knows where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. So we must know where we are right now today prior to moving on to the next. So, for example, um, I've, I've decided a couple of weeks before I came here, I'm not getting clarity on certain areas of the business. And myself and, and, and my, my, my worker that's in charge of that, we kind of look at it, yeah, that's grand, and we move on to the next one. So what I've decided to do while I'm here is I'm going to put together um, a new report and I'm going to get somebody else
0: mm-hmm. to
1: collect the data for that report and give that to me on a certain date every month. Even yeah. though they need part of the data from me and parts from someone else, they come to me, get the data, get the other part of that or someone else and they give me that report and that would give me absolute clarity every single time because I know we're in a good position in a number of the businesses but that's not enough for me I want to know exactly where we are in in all of these businesses you know
0: yeah it's really interesting that the past job analysis I'm sure you you get a lot of surprise looks and whatever else but how long can people expect that process to take when they're going through maybe years worth of work can take any, you know, is it a time frame, a general time frame?
1: Well, you see, like, it, it takes 21 days there to, for, for to, to implement it. So, like, I, I just say to my guys, this is not, what we do Was not like a, a business mentorship program, even though it is, but it's more of an operating system for the business. So, you know, my laptop here is HP. I forwarded that on there earlier on today. When I come on, I didn't see anything on the screen from HP. I seen from Microsoft. It was Windows. And... Windows is the operating system for that laptop. And without Windows, the laptop is effectively useless. And no tradesmen or or, or very little tradesmen or very little small businesses actually have an operating system. So Mm -hmm. we've given them an operating system that they can implement into their business. And the purpose of the operating system is to get them to the point where they can make 500 quid a day Mm -hmm. and then have that 500 quid surplus at the end of the year so they can go off and buy a property. it's as as simple as that so you know after 21 days you'll be kind of like yeah i understand this now and it comes down to discipline then to be uh willing to keep implementing it into your into your business
0: yeah and well that's one of the things as well that i think is great you know you go beyond teaching people how to how to just grow their business and how to make it more profitable but also how to how to actually create wealth you know why do you think that's so important for people
1: Absolutely. See, businesses come and go, but wealth is here to stay, providing you do it correctly. Um, like my, like the, the way I structure my business is that pretty much ninety-five percent of my time is based on pursuing growth. Mm-hmm. So I'm here today. You know, I'm, I'm a month out of work. You know, some of my team are here as well. They're they're out of work. You know, the the wealth we've created and the passive income. It's, I don't really like the term passive, but the 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 rent income we've generated yeah. covers these things. And then I'm out there running my trading business to generate more cash, to put it into more investments so that that can grow and grow and grow. And I've got two daughters. One is one year old and the other one is 19 years old. Yeah. And by the time my one year old is 19 years old, most of those properties should be cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's in a position there where you know she, she can take that to the next level. I won't say she won't have to work, but she can take it to the next level. She can become a billionaire.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think it's a mindset thing for a lot of the guys that you initially work with in terms of, do they believe that they can actually create wealth for themselves? And is it about inst- instilling a new belief system in them?
1: Yeah. Most guys don't believe they can do anything substantial. And mm-hmm. that's why when we get them in, you know, I, I don't like, I call myself the cult leader. I'm the cult leader here. You know, I'm, I'm going to brainwash every fucking single one of you here, you know? And uh, like most guys don't believe that they can make 500 quid in a day. Uh, Sorry, most guys don't believe they can make 500 quid every day. They know they can do it in a day. They know they've done it a number of times in the past, but they don't believe they can do it consistently. And then Mm -hmm. when they come into my community and they see, you know, of the 300 people that's in the community, I'd say definitely 75% are making 500 quid 75% of the time. So they see all these other people doing what they believe they can't do. And I'm like, listen, if you believe you can do it, great. If you can't, that's, that's fine too. Just come in follow the tasks and -hmm. just get carried along by the wave. It's as simple Mm -hmm. as that. And the guys then that aren't getting the results, they pull back and you can see why they're not getting the results and you can see different things going on
0: and all that stuff, you know? So what would be the most common thing that would start holding them back? And why, why would they not be getting results?
1: They think they're going to get a medal for being busy and the justification. So for example, um, I'm, I'm big into my fitness and years ago, Like the only justification I would give for missing a gym session or a training session, whatever I was doing at the time, was if I was walking late because I thought that was acceptable. And it's the same problem now for so many of, even some of my clients suffer from this as well and we have to bring them back on track. Um, So many of them suffer from the, the point of, well, I can't do that because I'm busy and they think it's acceptable to be busy. But yeah. trust me, there's fuck-all medals for being busy, you know?
0: Yep. And then normally
1: what happens were is... like a medal be... of
0: honour. I've heard that saying before. Oh, you, know, yeah. you, you, you were being busy like a medal of honour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like You know, you, 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 I call it building, building building suppliers, counter-talk. How's things? How's things, Chris? Are you busy? Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm up to here. Really? Yeah. Jeez, yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm up to here. I'm up to here. And, and it's like, you know, they're only short of pulling their trousers down and saying, who's the bigger man, you know? And yeah. it's just... It's just fucking stupidity, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're busy doing manual labor mm-hmm. as opposed to being busy growing their business. And look, I'm, I'm busy all the time, but, I would, but I'm would, i busy, you know, negotiating property deals, getting deals over the line, refurbishing properties. I don't even, I'm not even really refurbishing The The teams are managing that, getting them rented. I'm busy acquiring new clients and stuff like that. Um, you know, but we're, we're making the money. But I know that in order for me to go to like you know so far this year we've made a million quid right so for me to go to make from making one million quid to making five million quid in a year i need to stop doing a lot of what i'm doing yes yes and change it and and figure out what the next stage is and that's what i I don't have that stage figured out just yet you know
0: yeah joe i want to go back to what you said about you know being busy for health and fitness but one of the concepts that you talk about a lot is mind body wallet and specifically saying afterwards in that order so yes what does that mean, and why is it so important for you?
1: Because look, you've got nothing without your health, you know. And like, I, I don't know. Like, do you ever notice a lot of the hate that we get online from time to time? You get people talking bullshit all the time, and it's probably because I'm fairly outspoken. Like, like fucking idiots, you know. Money's not everything, this and that. And like, you just go back in there and spend your dowel money there, pal. You don't be worried about that, right? Of course, money's not everything without your health, right? Yeah. Um, but the most important thing in the world is a clear mindset mm-hmm. and if you've got a clear mindset it's easy to have a healthy body and if you've got a clear mindset and a healthy body it's easy to walk every hour under the sun and, and make a shitload of money mm-hmm. but if you don't have a clear mindset because of whatever the fuck's going on in your head or whatever's going on in your your family life or your personal or whatever else you're going to neglect the body a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you know when when you're not busy, or sorry, when you're when you're not looking after the the engine, how do you expect it to perform at its optimal performance? Yeah, you know that's that's really, it. and that's my concept all the time is mind body wallet, mind body wallet, mind body wallet. I, I I specifically will not talk to people if I think they're gonna fry my head, you know, because that's yeah. that's the gateway that's to how all my success. Important it
0: is, to, yeah. Uh, do yeah, you Joe. Know? But believe it, even though I know all this and I've, I've done all this before, I still made a big, big error back in June. We were sort of closing in for the, the end of the stamp duty holiday between for houses between 250 and 500 grand. Now, obviously those houses are going to be like four or five, six bedroom houses. They're going to be quite expensive. So we took on a little bit more than we could handle. And I was out on the vans every day, made a, made a shitload of errors just in terms of being exactly what you said, being too busy, you know, rushing through quotes and things weren't going just that smoothly, especially in that last week. So when I looked at numbers for June and I looked at the numbers for July, right, I was working maybe 12 to 14 hours a day, wasn't going to the gym, making terrible decisions, like disgraceful, like just because you're, you're so busy, there's so much going on. And when I looked at the numbers in June compared to July, when I was only working sort of six, seven hours a day in the business, you know, starting at 10, finishing at five, the, the numbers, the, the, the profit was exactly the same, even though the revenue was slightly less because things were being done properly, they were being done profitably. So I would encourage anybody who thinks that they're too busy to sort of take a bit of time in the morning or in the evening, whenever, whenever you do, just to get some time to clear your mind, get your body right, because you, you, the numbers, they the show themselves eventually, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, so really what's possibly happened there with yourself was that it was a misallocation of your own time. So yeah. if you're going to walk 12 Absolutely. hours a day, great, but you probably should have walked it in a different area as opposed to mm-hmm. driving a van or whatever else. The problem about driving a van is you can only drive one at a time. Yeah. You know, so one hour is is one as is one hour's work done, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're driving a van to go to a job to win a job that's gonna take 20 hours to do and someone else is gonna do the job, that's fair enough because that one hour. Of a drive to get to that job, it's going to give you twenty hours worth of
0: yeah. Um, well, one of the th- diets or whatever. Yeah, well, one of the be- one of the beautiful things about the 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 pandemic hitting is that we switched into video call quotes, so we were able to good. people were able to go around in real time. I, was, I just say All right, show me around the room slowly, in that cupboard, and we do quite a detailed um, quote doing that. So it's good. We and can was that do- effective enough for you? It was. Yeah, I mean, we can we can sort of do about 20 20 to 30 percent more quotes per day i don't really like to do any more than four to five per day myself because the reason being is because you give your all when you do just a little bit less if you try and do too many back to back you sort of get a little bit cluttered over yourself but it's really been effective we can do so much more and we can do it all from the office we don't have to Brilliant. go out in van so it was a real game changer for us um and it's been great, much yeah, more profitable. Not yeah,
1: more, 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 more productivity, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Um, so in terms of health and fitness, do you find a lot of the guys, is it the other way around for them? Is it while sort of mind-body or while body mind?
1: um yeah a lot of guys a lot of guys it's not even any of them it's just getting a fat body and not a fat wallet you know and their head is fucked up because they haven't had anybody to just talk to them like i've spoke to them mm-hmm. so look stop fucking doing it you know and when we point out to guys like um i'm sure some of your listeners will be able to relate to this you know if we generally walk, just call it 10 hours a day and whatever's going on we have to walk 14 or 15 hours but what happens is you know, at four o'clock or five o'clock, you ring the missus and you say, listen, love, I'm not going to be home for dinner tonight. I have to work late. And she's very supportive, Jenny. She's like, okay, fair enough. So now you're hungry. And the only thing available at that hour, of the, the day when you're out on the road is something from the chipper, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's happened now is you're missing your gym, you're eating bad food. And then at the end of the week, you're fucked, but you're blaming it on the work. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just a little bit more proactive and when I'm chatting to guys and they're saying, I'm just so busy I haven't got time I'm like okay hold on a minute how many hours a day are you walk? 16 right so could you get the 16 hours work done in 15 and a half hours if you're just a little bit more determined yeah yeah of course I could right well use the half an hour that you now said you can find at the start of the day to go for a walk stick a bit of audio in walk 15 minutes away from your house turn around walk back mm-hmm. and then if you if you're, if you're if you can run walk and if you definitely can do it run and like, it's, you know, you're running for 15 minutes, turn around, running back. Mm-hmm. You know, so we say, I oh, actually start telling the guys to run. If they said he can't run. I tell him to run, walk. If he can't run, walk, say walk. And if they say they can't walk, they're just fucking telling lies. noise. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the opposite to that is, and I've seen this many, many times where you get, generally speaking, the lady of the house, she has, uh, she's the, she looks after the kids, two, three, four kids, whatever it is. And she might have a little job, two, three, four hours a day, two or three, four days a week, whatever it happens to be just to get her out of the house. And she likes to have a little bit of purpose away from the home. And it may not be the most profitable job, the most um, high paying job, but she likes to have that time away from the house. So if I'm talking to her and she does 10 hours a week and I say, look, you need to, within those 10 hours, you you need to do a little bit of physical exercise. And she says to me that she can't, she hasn't got the time. Well, I believe her because she's only got 10 hours a week where you guys have 14 hours, 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. you know but you think you're so busy you can't exercise whereas you know you might say i'm sure the wife can do it she's at home all day yeah but she's fucking busy minding kids you Mm -hmm. know so the wife can get her exercise done she's busy minding kids but you've got all these hours where you're in charge of your own schedule so i I just find that people approach things in a way that's not in line with wealth creation and my job is just to come in and just give a little pattern interrupt there and just show them the the practicalities of doing what i do yeah doing how, how we do
0: it yeah so what do you, what is it you do like how do you look after your health
1: it's it, it look it's mad it's been like a, a kind of a gradual thing for me to get to the point where where i'm at now so like i don't eat meat i don't eat dairy um i run most days of the week um and i do a lot of not a lot i do a bit of endurance running so i just shared on my page today like a video that we've done a couple of weeks ago of a 100 kilometer run so we ran mm-hmm. 100 kilometers in, in one day um but I didn't just arrive at that and I'm not like a pro vegan or anti this or anti that or anything like that. You know, I'd obviously say, listen, bring me up a sheep and I'll kick it now. If you think I'm just not eating it because it's a, it's an animal. Right. But the thing is like I've, I'm always figured out what's better for me. So yeah. um, way back, um, I just stopped eating, start, stopped using milk and eating cheese and I just felt a little bit better from it. Now I'm here now, as I said on, on holidays for this month and Yesterday I had a bit of ice, bit of ice cream. I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. I, really? I The taste, the taste was nice. It was lovely. I enjoyed it. I was having half. I was giving my 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 uh my baby half, and we had a great time. Had a little bit of chocolate on it and all that stuff. Later on that day, I'm like, oh fuck, shouldn't have had that. You know, fuck. I'm feeling that that's not good for the body. Um, and over the last number of years, I just start cutting out certain things. Yeah, and every time I cut something out, it, let, it lets me become a little bit more productive. Attractive. Basically, the more selective I am with my field, and the more selective I am with my training, the more profitable I become. Yeah, and the opposite. A like, couple of years ago, I done an Ironman, and it was just too much training that that it affected the business. Fuck. Do you
0: so know what? nowadays, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Finish with you
1: yeah, so since we, like, we've got an 18-month-old baby, so since like the late stages of Linda's pregnancy, I didn't want to be gone away for too long. So yeah. I just stopped running 25, 30 kilometers every time I got a chance, and I just started running 5K. Yeah. Like, fuck, it's harder to run 5K competitively than it is to just saunter along for 30K because I didn't want to yeah. be gone for that long. And then the baby was born, and I didn't want to be gone from the house. Now she's a little bit older. I could do a bit of training where I could do the, the long-endurance stuff again. But it's about engineering your life. Um Yesterday I was here and I was a bit wound up doing a lot of stuff. I'm like, Linda, I need a 5K. And in fairness to Linda, no matter what I have going on at that exact moment of time, if I tell her I need a 5K, really what she knows is like, Joe's getting a little bit fucking stressed out here. He needs yeah. to go for he a needs, run. He needs and a better she,
0: time. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I just run 15 minutes down the road, turn around, run back. Yeah. You know, anybody can, can squeeze 15 minutes. I know it's 30 minutes, but you're only running away for 15 minutes and then you're on the way back home.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's a big thing for us for for me. Like running has been a constant in my life, you know, a long time now. And I do it as much for I do it more for the mind than I do for the body, if I'll be
0: honest, you know. Yeah. Well my my knees are fucked Joe, so I can't run anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going to physio today. I've just noticed the last few weeks because like probably from jumping in and out of vans for years with boxes and stuff, I'm just kind of yeah. Maybe, but I don't, not, not that I do much day to day work anymore, but I think it's just taking its toll. So I'm going to go. But uh,
1: here. get plenty of uh, supplements in. I think what's the supplements you get for the cartilage? Is it carnitine or something? There's a few of them there. I don't know. You need to do something to, uh, to, to look after that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like for, for years, I boxed, you know, not, not overly competitively. I you know, boxed when I was like in my early 20s, came back from Australia, started again, but I've always been doing the training. But <clears> yes excuse me the last couple of years i started you know just training doing weights and conditioning and stuff like that but i missed the competition like i missed that competitive yeah. edge so yeah, yeah. Um, recently one of the guys i know opened up an mma gym literally directly facing my office with 6am classes and i was like fuck this Brilliant. is perfect for me so yes. just even getting in all the lads are like 21 22 <laughs> so it's just getting that little bit of competitiveness back and do you know what i found because normally I don't be in the office now at 10 o'clock. I've just found that little bit of competition has just got me a little bit more focused again. And <laughs> i just that yes. little bit Keeps more. Sharp. And it's, it's so important and it's important to choose. Like the way you say about running is how I feel about boxing and MMA and competition kind of sports. If I'm, if I'm doing that, I'm happy and it's good for my health and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's important to choose something you enjoy because you're going to be more likely to do it
1: absolutely absolutely yeah like it's it's uh if, if you can enjoy it like life is a hell of a lot better I know a lot of people don't like running and it doesn't work for a lot of people but for me that's that's my gig and yeah. the, the one thing that I feel I'm kind of neglecting a little bit was that I, I could have been, like I'm 37 now I could have benefited from doing you know a bit more weights in my kind of 20s because I, I would have been better to have more muscle on me now at this stage you know, and. You know, I think the next logical thing for me to do is to put more emphasis on muscle building as I get 37 into 40 and a little bit older, then it's, it's, you're better off having more muscle on the body than less mm-hmm. at that stage. Uh, so that's one thing that all of the running down through the years has kind of held me away from. And uh, I'm realizing now that I'll probably need to focus on something like that because it's about longevity and it's about being able
0: to... Yeah. Uh, being as know, diverse to, as you can to do the things with your body.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I, you know, I remember in, in the last pandemic, um, sorry, not in the last pandemic, in the, in the, the one of the, the last lockdowns, um, I just had this thing, okay, what I'm going to do is, my, my goal is to stand on the fourth step of my stairs and touch the floor with my hands. You know, so just basically stand there, just something silly and every day for a couple of weeks, I was just stretching and stretching and stretching. And then I got so fucking flexible in the space of like three or four weeks. I'm like, wow, like, people go and injure themselves because they've no flexibility mm-hmm. and for me just doing something silly like in my house on my own like you know i'll be standing there chatting to linda and she would be watching telly and i'll be like just touching the floor with my hands and stuff like that it just it makes you feel better you know
0: yeah and that's a good it's a good thing about you know da- small daily habits just doing something small every day compounding effect and th- the results of it just showed
1: yeah absolutely 100 percent. know
0: um so joe with all the the projects and stuff you've got on at the minute you know you've you've a lot going on how do you balance your time with your you know your family with your passion projects and just with your business
1: um so like it's 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 quite simple um it's, well, it's simple now because I figured it out. Like I'm in, I'm in Spain here and it's not simple for me now because I haven't figured it out. So, um, as I said, you've got a new baby arrived there. So that was a big kind of, um, mm-hmm. shake up when, when, when she arrived and as she was about about to arrive. Um, so Linda does all the night work, which is not that much nowadays, which is great. And I get up in the mornings. So I'd have two hours in the morning with the baby and mm-hmm. then I'm gone. And I just want to be back for a minimum of like 30 minutes at the end of the day. Uh, before the baby goes to bed. So she got time with me in the morning and she got time with me in the evening. Um, and that, that's, they're the two anchors in my door. So I'll be up to crack it on, making phone calls or whatever else. Then the baby get up at like half eight or whatever. So I'm finished work from half eight till half ten and then I'm back on from half ten. Mm-hmm. And then I stay from half 10 till seven baby goes to bed at half seven. And then I'm back on from say half seven till about half nine or whatever time it is. So mm-hmm. I'm always either walking or doing family time or walking out. I don't do anything else. I walk, yep. walk out or do family time. And like, if Linda wants to go, wants me to do something, wants me to go somewhere. I say, hold on, Linda, let me check the door. And she wants me to go somewhere where tomorrow, next day, next week, i just book it in like another business appointment. And yeah. I remember when I was first saying to her and I like, geez, I know I tell my missus that. Hold on, I checked the dory. I know what she tell me. Like, But I'm like, no, just sit the missus down, have a conversation around and say, look, this is my dory. You can have priority over any slot in that dory, but you can't have it if it's already booked out. So you can have whatever you want there. There's no problem at all, but just not if it's booked out. And yeah. she supports me, she's on side of me 100 percent on that end. Um, and that's what it is. I book in my gym sessions and my workouts like mm-hmm. I book in everything else. Uh, the first thing that I bought when the before the baby arrived was a, a running boogie. So <laughs> I go for a jog almost every day with my baby. Brilliant. Um, and brilliant. so then I got to spend and I am not too far from the canal and the baby points at the boards and the seagulls and you know all the other stuff that's gone around. And that's that's our our time together as well, you
0: know. So yeah,
1: it's about engineering your life at all times. It's it's not trying to be one or the other. Yeah, like I'm on integration. Just yeah, like you said to me there, like uh, well, one of the, your questions.
0: I actually hate using that word balance. I, I don't like using it at all. I,
1: I don't think it's balance at all. I just think it's yeah. all in. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's fucking all in, you know. um, you, you, One of the questions you asked me, I just, I just glanced at in there a minute ago before we jumped on. I was like, I'm not even fucking reading these questions. You know, <laughs> whatever he wants to ask me, I'll answer. But I just said, are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a Joe person. You get me yeah. on the phone, I'm fucking, I'm on. Yeah. Whether it's morning, evening, night, you know, um, I'm on. And I, I'm not one of these guys to say, like, you only need four hours of sleep. Like, I need, like, a minimum of eight hours of sleep. Yeah. A minimum, And I've been sleeping a little bit longer over here the last week or, you know, yeah. and I'm like, fuck, that extra hour is making me feel better. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm 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 and I'm it's like as if I'm re- recharging the, the, the body that little bit from the extra sleep. So I don't think that you need to, you know, you, you see people saying sleep four hours a day. I I'd love to be able to sleep four hours a day.
0: So of I but
1: my, yeah, but my I'd love body to meet needs I'd love
0: to meet these people who can do it.
1: Yeah absolutely fuck me that's a secret yeah so i'm i'm all in at all times Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know and that's where it's been a little bit stressful for me here the last since i got here because if i'm at home i'm all in with the family for 45 minutes until my next phone call Mm -hmm. and then i'm all in on that phone call for 40 minutes until i've got a 40 minute break and i'm back and i'm all in with the family but i haven't figured that piece out here just yet and i'm Getting dragged here, getting dragged there, and you know, I told yeah. the family I'd go to breakfast with them this morning, forgetting that we had our appointment booked yeah, in. Like, oh sugar, I never do stuff like that. I never mm. let them down at the last minute, you know. And that's, you know, that doesn't sit well with me doing that. Now they don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No worries. You're back in half an hour, forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, if but it doesn't I happen, know.
0: Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't happen that often, it's understandable. But if it happens all the time, on the flip side, then it it, it would be a problem.
1: Yeah, you know, I like for example Thursday night is my busy night, which was last night, and. um I was setting up this little set I have here for my, my coaching session downstairs and they were going off. So there's my gear, my partner, my baby, my older daughter and my partner's nephew. And they're going off like, right guys, see us later. And, and they're going down the to town. They're going to be in the carnival having a bit of crack. And I'm like, it feels like I'm waving them off to work. But yeah, I'm coming in to work. But I was actually so happy doing that because it was planned. It was scheduled. It's my tour state. It happens. And I'm, I'm happy to know my family's out having a good time while I'm, while I'm working hard, you know?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you
0: know. I'm in a great position that way as well because my missus, she actually owns her own business. So oh, we, we're we in a... She sort of just started out in the last year. Um, very busy. But then I've, I've obviously got a lot of staff where I can be as flexible as possible anytime after five o'clock when the business closes and certainly yes. time in the morning. But we don't we don't we don't work weekends. It's just one thing I decided. I work weekends for years and years and just decided at the beginning of this year I don't want to do it anymore. Um because because I want to work on other things, not not because I'm just laying in the house. I want to spend yes. Saturday morning working on just different different personal passion projects of mine. And then I take from Saturday at like one, two PM off right through to Sunday night, and then I'm good to go again. Um, yeah. but it's so your
1: Monday morning starts on a Sunday night.
0: My my Monday morning sort of my Monday morning starts on a Saturday afternoon, and then once I've got that that planned out, I will plan my week out beforehand, and then we're good to go, and then we can go and do whatever we want, spend time with family. I really do switch off the weekends, but I'm I'm very like you from sort of any time between eight or nine o'clock in the morning right through to seven eight o'clock at night. I'm switched on. Whatever I've got going on gets my 100% attention, and I find it's just a good balance that way brilliant
1: yeah no, i it's, it's it works for you and that's the most important thing you know
0: yeah so i'm gonna just fire through a few quick fire questions i know you already yeah. answered one of them there just Talk like for a bit of yeah. quick fun so more than a person you've already answered that one uh 24
1: 7 24 7
0: what compliment except, people, if,
1: except if i'm asleep
0: well <laughs> uh what compliment do people give you the most
1: uh, oh, actually, I think I said this here. People are like I admire your energy. Yeah. I admire your energy, you know. Um which, which is which is good because it means that nobody else can be me.
0: Yeah. In Brilliant. in
1: their eyes, you know.
0: Brilliant. Uh, what is your hidden talent? What is my hidden talent? I've i still to discover it. I,
1: okay. I I I can actually, if I say I'm gonna do something, I generally do it.
0: Good. That's that's a good one.
1: Simple as that. And that's why I'm afraid to say that I'll do certain things because I know that it's going to bring me down a certain road
0: <laughs> so what is your biggest addiction this is a good one walking Working. absolutely Jesus my, mine actually I used to be a smoker mine is actually nicotine chewing gum so now again I'll oh, just fuck. chew a little bit of that but I haven't smoked in years so it works good man
1: delighted, delighted to hear that
0: <laughs> what is your favourite hobby walking
1: and walking. running walking <laughs> running and running with my baby that's so fat. running
0: with my mates running with my baby I'm walking I love that with the prom I should get my, one that's of my crazy. one of my staffs having twins I wonder would there be one suitable for that it's, it's called
1: an out and about jogger that's the name I, and you can I, get them I, in, single. Actually can get that them in single and twins
0: <laughs> and what have you done that you're most proud of
1: um, I've, I've actually created the happiest human being that I've ever encountered in my life like my baby is the happiest human being ever like it's, it's amazing you know um, and I suppose everybody would say that when it comes to their, their, their family now look my other daughter is amazing as well she knows that but my baby is like just 24-7 happy I'm like how the fuck is so bad like she never cries she never does anything wrong she's just happy 24-7 you know and I know do, I, I, do, I say to everyone like I'm so proud of that how happy she is you know
0: yeah because that's yeah. the aim
1: of the game you know but outside of that like um on, on the business sense like um I, I i bought a house for my sister Um uh, my sister I, I i wasn't seeing my nephew and my niece that much now my niece is a little bit older and i wouldn't see her that much anyways um but i wasn't seeing my nephew that much so i basically bought a house for my sister literally 100 meters from where i live so she lives now mortgage free in a house that's 100 meters from me and I, I i have to drive by her house to uh get to my house and i get to see my nephew all the time and even if i don't see him all the time i feel closer to him yeah. all the time and that that was that was a problem for me you know so uh the next thing is i need to i need to clear the mass mortgage i'm working uh, I'm on that at the minute
0: yeah brilliant it's, it's amazing like just the, the, when i talked earlier about wealth creation and why is it so important it's for things just like what you said there you know, Absolutely. having that option to do that and do the things for the people you love and certainly what I work so hard towards, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about, you know. And like, for example, so my, my sister, she lives down in her own with her two children and, you know, I am only more than happy to support her in whatever way I can, in the exact same way that she supports me. So, so she would support me in whatever way she can, which is not financially. And I would support her in whatever way I can, which is mostly financially. Because I don't have that much free time, but I'm always there for her. If she needs something, she can give me a call. You know, I'm, I'm only more than happy to do that. And then if I need something done, like I, I left something in the house there during the other day, and I just text her, Will you, will you pop around to the house and will you get this? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. A few minutes later, is this what you're looking for? You know, and just having that support network in, in your family is great, you know? Mm-hmm. And like my family don't expect me to pay to, to look after them financially at all whatsoever, but I expect me to do it. Because mm-hmm. that's what family are for. And, and what I'll say to, uh, to, to any of our listeners here, every family needs one person who's the go-to person in the event of the boiler breaking, the car breaking down, somebody needing a few quid, and someone just needing a dig out. Every fucking family needs that person. And if your family doesn't have that person, have a guess what? That's because it's you. And you need to become that person and don't give out about people taking money from you or anything like that in the family you can take back from the family in other ways so you can take from them you know help from them with doing different things maybe it might be just minding the baby collecting a package when you're not in going picking some up for you because you're busy so if if your family does not have that person mm-hmm. that's because you are that person
0: yeah i've, I've got to say yeah no I, I completely agree i actually used to be the person on the other end <laughs> the person who's always taken but believe like i mean all, all my siblings, you know, they're all sort of 25 and over and they've all, I mean, everybody's went on to do quite well and everybody right. has gone on to create well for themselves. So look, I mean, we, we did, we, we did obviously, uh, my dad was quite a good businessman, my brother as well. My other brother's great, you know, software engineer. So I've, I've got to say, we've all been quite lucky in that respect. And um, that we were all given that drive from a very young age. We were working from we over like 12 in my dad's place. So just hard work. So, yeah, was, that's still you know, around. Oh, he's still kicking about, yeah. Jesus.
1: Tell him I tell him. said he's a legend.
0: <laughs> no problem. He's gonna he's gonna outlive me, that man, honestly. Brilliant. Yeah, cool. he's a he's a brilliant like back then you didn't really realize what the the lessons were teaching you, but now I'm so grateful that it was working from that age.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that's that's good. Cool. It's great to hear that. It's yeah. great to hear that he's instilled that work ethic into the entire family.
0: Yeah, oh he's just just worked his whole life and he he done he's done quite well for himself, which was Lucky for us yeah. as well, given some nice opportunities.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good, man. Okay, what's the next question? Yeah,
0: so no, it was actually finally, just working. people find out more about you? Where can the listeners, anybody working to find out more about Joe Doyle?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm most active on Facebook, but I'm, I'm on Facebook or Instagram, but most of the stuff we do is on Facebook. Um, Joe Doyle Entrepreneur. Um, that's where you catch me. And you just put a search into Google, Joe Doyle Entrepreneur. Actually, what I'll do is, Chris, if any of you are listeners, I've got loads of different kind of business programs, and stuff like that. If, if any of our listeners should send me a message on either Facebook or Instagram and just send it saying crisscross, I'll know where they've got the message from and I'll send them a free business program. Is that fair enough?
0: That's brilliant. That,
1: and that's, that's in recognition for the good work you're doing here as well.
0: That's amazing. Look, Joe, really appreciate you coming on today. Um, I know you're a busy guy so, and I know you're on holiday with your family. So thank you very much for your time.
1: Glad to be of service, my friend. And you know where Matt Sandy can help you out with. Brilliant. Thank you for listening to The C. McGee
0: Show. Please be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to connect with Chris, you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at chrismcgee90 and on LinkedIn at chrismcgee1.